The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the whole 6010. Welcome to the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast Friday, which means we are previewing all that is ahead for Week 11. Field Matthew and Star Fanya hanging out with you. Obviously, a busy weekend ahead in the NFL. And much to discuss after last night's game, which ended in infamy. crazy fashion. In, in what? In infamy. Infamy. I agree on that. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Miles Garrett decides to go crazy. Now, perhaps provoked a little bit by Mason Rudolph. But there are a lot of other programs on this network you can watch that will have more thoughtful conversations on uh, who was wrong, who was right. Do you want to chime in? I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, there'll be some th- that have more thoughtful conversations. There'll be some that'll have less thoughtful conversations. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, it'll certainly be the thing that dominates the conversation. I'll, here's what I will say about this. I actually just, I feel terrible. So Not Cool Keith was at the game. Yes, he was. So our friend Not Cool Keith was at the game. Uh, my friend Joe Russo was at the game. Like, I feel so terrible for Cleveland Brown fans. I tweeted this last night because it's like the Browns finally get a great win. Like, that's an important win, right? Sure. The Steelers had been red hot. Like, it's a division game, national television. Baker plays better. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, the defense was awesome. Like, that's a big win, and they can't even celebrate it. I mean, I don't know if you saw Baker's post-game press conference. Yeah. It's like he said, like, we won the game, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like we lost. Like, I have to remind myself we actually won this game. And so I feel – look, you feel terrible for, for Mason Rudolph. You're glad he's okay. Um, you know, the words Baker Mayfield use are inexcusable. I think that's right. I mean, you know, like Damian Woody I thought was was really good on, on SportsCenter last night with Scott Van Pelt. And Damian was just like – and just talking about like, and Keyshawn Johnson as well. They were just talking about like, what if that helmet had hit him square? Like, I mean, it's a scary situation. It's this a morning. very yeah. scary situation. Yeah, no question about it. So certainly, lots of people with lots of opinions on that game. So, um, will awful. Well, well, who knows? Maybe there will be suspensions announced as soon as today. It certainly seems like Miles Garrett has at least a chance to not be back on the field until 2020. But with a busy show ahead, let's get right to it, Daniel. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the Instant Replay. Lots of things to discuss from last night's game. The Steelers had all sorts of injuries. But let's just start here. We'll get to that in a minute. Kareem Hunt played a second game for the Browns. Six carries for 12 yards, six catches for 46 yards. Nearly 12 fantasy points. Available in about a quarter of leagues right now on ESPN.com. Is this Already as simple as Kareem Hunt is a starter in PPR leagues right away. He's a viable flex. There's no question about it. Yeah. Needs to be rostered in 100% of leagues. Should have been rostered, you know, the week before he came back. Because, look, Nick Chubb is rostered in 100% of leagues. We say this all the time. And, like, if anything were to happen to Nick Chubb. Would he be the number one? Would he be the number He'd be a top five running fantasy running back. Is it like top, top two, maybe? Honestly. If Nick Chubb were out. You'd prefer McCaffrey. You'd prefer Dalvin Cook. This is me. I agree. I, Those are I, the two. McCaffrey and Cook, depending on the matchup, Kamara is there. Right. Zeke is there. Yep. But and yeah, Saquon. he's yeah. in Saquon. Like That's he's it. in that top five range. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, look, we can we can put the more the moral judgments for another day as to whether he should be in the NFL, anything like that. But 
looking from a purely football standpoint, Kareem Hunt's an unbelievable player. Yeah, he, has, like, he showed that hasn't it again changed. last night. Yeah. Hasn't changed. They're using him in a bunch of different ways. Again, are remain encouraged by the way that they've used him as sort of a utility player in this offense, not taking away from Nick Chubb, who, of course, oh. still got the lion's share of the work as a ball carrier last Nick, night. Nick Chubb, 27 for 92. Kareem uh, Hunt. Not quite under yeah, Right. Kareem Hunt gets 12 touches as well. So basically twice as many as Kareem Hunt. But so viable flex, I think it was nice to see it sort of opened up the Browns offense, which has been a little bit stagnant so far this year. Yep. So it was nice to see them having both guys on the field at the same time. They line, you know, they would put him in motion and, and put him on the uh, line of scrimmage as a receiver. This is Kareem Hunt quite a bit. Obviously, if you have Nick Chubb frustrating, Baker Mayfield, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., who cannot seem to get into, cannot buy a touchdown. Right. Like it's unbelievable. Like he's down he's at the inch line, yeah. right? And then he's like, he, he's he's only got one foot on bounds, uh, one foot inbounds at the end of the game. And a day uh, after Daniel announced right. he was going to release him, Daniel was looking very smart. I still give you credit for the call, Daniel. You know what? It's that's on me. The old gods are strong in Cleveland. Yeah, they should. I be. have to say that. That being said, they got a win, which is important for them as they still have a thread of hope in the playoffs. Stefania, uh, a lot of people or many people watch the game. Not everybody watches every NFL game. Just a recap. And we'll spin it forward next week when we have more information on these players. But could you just give us a rundown of everything that happened as it pertains to Steelers, skill guys, injuries? Yeah, well, we'll start with uh, James Conner. Yes. I know there are certain people who feel very strongly about the fact that he left the game after... A- a- not certain people. Uh, me. No, not certain not, people. Not me. Alone. Let's call, call it like it is. It's you're not me. alone. So he left in the first half, aggravated his shoulder injury, and obviously we don't know as of now what his status will be going into next week. Re-aggravated. Oh my gosh, you're really going to jump on my last nerve now. Yeah, that's fine. Not re-aggravated is what happens when you make something worse the first time. Um, And he didn't do that? No. This was the first time. That he's tested it, therefore it was aggravated. Shouldn't have been out there. We're trying to get through a show. Juju Smith-Schuster goes out with a concussion as well. So, uh, huge loss for them to have their, probably their top two skill position players not available for most of the uh, key parts of the game. All right, so Juju leaves, James Conner leaves. I know Matthew was frustrated. Deontay Johnson also left. Deontay Johnson left with a very scary situation as well. He is bleeding from his head, so all three of those players we're out. They lost a core special teams player. They lost. Uh, it felt like so many. But Jalen Samuels, I just want to take ten seconds here to talk for. It'll be longer than ten seconds. So I'm kidding. But I, he's been one of the most frustrating players to roster. I think in fantasy football history. I because he leaves every game. Like he's you mean a great, James Conner. Like, like James Conner. Yeah. He leaves every game early. Like hey, listen, he's a great player. It's a great story. Whole thing. Never again for me. So, like never again from like he's so it's unbelievable. Like the guy shouldn't. It feels like the guy shouldn't have been out there. Like because he he wasn't in the injury report going into the game. He'd been one hundred percent cleared, and then like after the game, he okay, told gonna, reporters that he said you're, you're, he told reporters that he said like oh I'm not one hundred percent. He's like I'm, this is what makes I'm not me poking crazy. you. I'm no, not, I'm, no, listen to me because you're getting it wrong about the injury report. You are getting it wrong about the injury report. The injury report designations for the game are status situations, questionable, doubtful. Or out. And if you're not questionable, meaning they know you are going to play, then you are removed from the pregame injury report. They knew he was going to play. That does not equate to perfect, 100% healthy, no problem here. And by the way, if you want somebody to be 100% healthy at week 11, like look around the league, 
There's not a lot of guys who are. So he went through full practices on three consecutive days, was listed on the injury report. And do you remember? The Steelers were fined for an injury report situation already this year related to Roethlisberger. So if you think they're not paying particular attention to detail and documentation, you are mistaken. Gets through all those. They make the decision collectively that he can play. And then... Right. And Again. you could go around the league and find any number of guys who comes off an of injury, Adam Thielen, goes out for a few plays and ends up having to leave the game. It happens. It's a risk. There is no guarantee. You and I've had, I'm surprised yeah. by you because you've had this conversation actually defending it before saying, look, guys go in they and do. when you step on the field on any given sure, Sunday course. or Thursday or Monday, Obviously. you are at risk for injury. Sure, of course. So you could be healthy and some are more risky well. than others. I like James, 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 Con- James Connor, James Connor gets just, a hangnail and he's out for four weeks. I don't care if you're frustrated as a fantasy owner, yeah. but get it fantasy right manager. about the context. Okay. Fine. Fantasy manager. <laughs> Thank you. But get it right about the context of the injury reports because every, this whole notion of 100% health, come on. I, did, come I on. just, a new nickname, new nickname, and then we'll move on. His, from now on, he, he's ghosty James Connor because that's what he does. He just ghosts you. He just like, it's just like, oh, you're out there. Oh, it's good to see you. What, what happened? Up. Oh. Ghosty James Connor. There are a lot of people that are thinking what I'm thinking right now, which is what? Probably that, like, if you're going to question the toughness of somebody. No, listen, he, listen, I'm a wimp. I'll make a hundred percent. Like, I could not do, I get a hangnail and I'm out for three weeks too. A hundred percent. I'm merely, look, he's, I've said this. It's an unbelievable story coming back from cancer. No, James Connor is, is an amazing football player. I just never want to have him in fantasy again. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's understood. A lot of season left to play. Yeah, listen, you have him in the, I understand you have him in a couple of leagues and it's frustrating for you. Been very frightened. Not just me. I've been there, Matthew. Remember Julio Jones? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Let's move along here to Stefania's updates because there are a lot of injuries right now, Stefania, that qualify as major question marks going into the weekend. So we're going to let you rip through them. And then if there is a takeaway, a player to replace them, um, some sort of (laughs) tangible impact, move on from there. Uh, Let's begin with Matthew Stafford, who has yet to practice this week. It's Friday morning when we're taping this, Stefania. We looking again like it could be the Jeff Driscoll show on Sunday? Yeah, it does look like it could be. I mean, this back issue that kept him out of last week's game all of a sudden has the potential to keep him out again. He has not been practicing. He's certainly been at practice on the sidelines, but he has not been practicing. And uh, there's a feeling in Detroit, although he has not been ruled out yet, that it's not looking good for his status. I want to see what happens today. This is primarily a pain tolerance issue. I know we hear fractures in his spine. It makes you nervous. But the fractures would have to be stable for the possibility to even exist for him to play. Meaning that uh, we've seen players play with back fractures before. Tony Romo, Cam Newton. Um, it really be, is a pain issue. But if it's inhibiting him from being able to throw the ball effectively, move to protect himself, all of those sorts of things, then the decision is made to have him sit sit out. Opens the door one more time, Matthew, to the possibility of Jeff Driscoll, as I just mentioned. Would you sit Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones? It's a better matchup than it was last week, and although they did not combine for a ton of yards, Galladay did find the end zone late. He's a special player. Would you still feel comfortable with Galladay as like a low-end wide receiver, too, and Marvin Jones as like a potential flex play this weekend if Driscoll plays? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Look, I think you're still starting Kenny Galladay, and I think Marvin Jones is a... Depends on who else you have. Yeah, I agree. So it, it, I would use it as a as a sort of a tiebreaker. I will say, I thought Jeff Driscoll looked better than I thought he was going to. Fair, yeah. I thought. I mean, it, well, eh. look, he wasn't great. Yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't great. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't great. But uh, 
I thought he was serviceable-ish. Ish. I'll give you ish. I'll yeah. give you ish. Ish. But maybe things change anyway. this week with more practice reps and more yeah. expectation of starting on Sunday. Uh, David Montgomery used to find this is a midweek injury, the vaunted midweek injury. What do you know about him with that ankle? Well, he rolled it lightly, according to head coach Matt Nagy, in practice on Wednesday. But then he wasn't out there at all on Thursday. Uh, Nagy being equivocal on this, saying, like, I really can't say either way whether he'll play or not. So, again, watch your Friday practices. But this is not one that was on people's radar because you see limited on Wednesday. You don't really think much of it. But to find out he just rolled his ankle, they held him out Thursday. Uh, That's a big deal. Timing is everything in life. I have a bold prediction. Okay. Should I save it for fantasy football now? We like to do those. We do those in the, uh, we do bold predictions in fantasy football now. What do you got? And, you know, last week, I'm two for two uh, on bold predictions last two weeks. I had JD McKissick as a top 20 play, wound up as running back 19 last week. How about that? How about them apples? Double digit fantasy points this week for Cordero Patterson. Interesting. I think if they, like, cause you think about this depth chart, right? So it's no it's, more Mike Davis. Yeah. Well, Mike Davis is, is in Carolina now, right? Well, yeah. That's what I just said. No more Mike Davis. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, right. So it's Tariq Cohen, you, you know, and Tariq Cohen's not a guy that they want to go between the tackles. Feels like their backup running back right now is Cordero Patterson. Remember in a terms couple, of like, remember last year, the same thing happened to the Patriots where Patterson became a part time running back too. Yeah. He's an interesting player. I like so, that call. Yeah. So not anyway. startable though, right? I mean, you'd have to be pretty desperate, yeah. but you might be. But like David Montgomery made the hate list for me, even if he's playing in this game, even if he's even if he's active here. You know, listen, the the Rams have a a very good, very good run defense, right? It's uh, I believe over the last four weeks, I believe they are the number one run defense in the NFL. Yeah, they're good. They're second best in yards per carry against, and so Montgomery, who kind of you know he had that fluky fifty five yard run. Uh, in week eight against the Chargers, but after that, he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry on every other carry this season. Yeah. 128 carry sample size. So Montgomery, like you're hoping he falls into the end zone, is really what you what you have to hope for here. Uh, the Fortnitters might need somebody to fall into the end zone who we don't really know that much about because they've got all sorts of injuries to find you. Let it rip, beginning with George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle. Obviously, we missed him on Monday night. I say we because I'm a Fortnitters fan. I'm not sure if you're aware. Um, George Kittle did not play Monday night, and they missed him. But he walked through the locker room on Wednesday and shouted out to the reporters who were there as he was leaving. Close, guys. So what I heard when I was there on Monday is that he's been really um, low profile, has not been around, so it's been hard to assess like whether he's progressing or not. Uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke with the Arizona media on a conference call and said that he was out, then later clarified to say, Actually, what he meant to say was they would have to prepare as if he were going to be out. Um, but I think the giveaway there is that they expect him to be out, even though it's not official yet. Um, you, I'll just go through all of these and then you guys can react because we've got a bunch on 49ers. Uh, Matt Breida aggravated his ankle issue that's been bothering him throughout the season. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, still a door open for Matt Breida to come back. Obviously, they prefer to rest him on a short week and not force him to go through practice. Uh, Raheem Mostert also on the injury report because of his knee, but he was practicing limited amount Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is the other big injury for them, injured in the first half with a rib cartilage issue. Um, hasn't practiced yet this week. They're calling him day-to-day, but I think the lack of participation. Um, Shanahan said he would be a game-time decision, but uh, these rib cartilage injuries are exceptionally painful, and there's a good chance, I think, that Emmanuel Sanders sits this one out. 
And just because uh, there was so much going on with the kicker, Robbie Gold also has not practiced yet this week, and there's a chance that he is not there as well. Okay, other than that, the 49ers seem to be in good shape. I say that somewhat sarcastically, of course. Uh, we'll see if they have Sanders and if they have Brita. Those sound iffy, and I don't expect George Kittle as Stefania laid out. Um We'll get to Sanders in a moment. Matthew, just quickly, you want to mention Raheem Mostert, because I believe he makes the love, not the love list, but he is certainly high up your rankings um, relative to where he would normally be. Yeah, I mean, look, you think about Raheem Mostert. In the two games he got 10 or more touches this year, 25 carries, 162 yards. It, like, It's a great matchup, obviously, against the Arizona Cardinals, who are 19th against the run over the last four weeks. And we know how good the San Francisco 49ers are at running the ball. So you go, there you go, Stefania. I said something nice to you. There you guys go. are back on track? Yeah. Best friends um, again? BFFs. Uh, anyway, so Raheem Mostert, who should get work in this game with Matt Breida. I don't expect Matt Breida to play in this game. It doesn't look like it's trending that direction. Look, Matt Breida, another one of these guys, like James Conner, who is incredibly tough. And as fantasy managers, all we want is clarity, and so I'm sure their team loves that they're out there, but as fantasy managers, we're uh, we're selfish, and we prefer clarity. And so if Matt Breida sits out of this game, and I, I have my, my ranks currently reflect the idea that I think Breida sits in this game, I have Raheem Mostert as a top 30 play. And yes, if you missed out on the Brian Hill sweepstakes, but you need a bi-week fill-in running back, I think Mostert gets, you know, 10 to 14 touches in a great matchup. The, the the value could change even more. I just want to yeah. note that Tevin Coleman missed practice on Thursday for personal reasons. Right, right. So personal we don't know reasons, if that's and we gonna... don't know what they are yet. Right. So I just wanted to put that on people's yeah. radar just yep. in case so they keep their eyes out for some sort of update on Tevin Coleman today. So that... and, and if that would be Jeff Wilson Jr. You, I would expect Jeff Wilson Jr. to be active regardless. Sure. But... It would be Mostert and Wilson in that order if, for some reason, Tevin Coleman had to miss the game on Sunday. So the 49ers play, as Matthew just mentioned, the Cardinals on Sunday, which leads us into sort of a discussion on backs in committees. And we go to Arizona, and with the Cardinals, it's now Kenyon Drake and David Johnson. And I said that in that order somewhat deliberately. So the last time we saw these two teams play, Kenyon Drake was awesome. Now David Johnson was not on the field. David Johnson has been practicing this week in full, and yet are we at the point already, Matthew, where if you were to play a Cardinals running back, it would only be Kenyon Drake? Or how do you sort of decide which of these two players is usable in fantasy this weekend? Do you have a coin? Sure. Um, have I? Have you put not, in the nothing swear in the jar swear yet? jar? Yeah. We started a. I should just tell you guys this. So Field came in with a thing, and I think it's it might be inspired by at Dot Mama. But uh, Field Field brought in an actual swear jar, so us to not curse. I'm trying to make he's a trying to make my the, life. I don't to... swear a lot, but I'm trying to eliminate swearing from my life. I want to be a more positive influence on people that are in my life. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing, and if you know Field in real life, is very genuine and very much sort of who you are as a person. I'm trying. It's it's I'm it's just a not commendable sure effort. How you can be more positive? Like it's I, unbelievable. I just I think. Like, you're a positive influence on this show. Believe sure. it or not, you and I are still, like, yeah, down in the we're cellar. Yeah, we're in the gutter. But, yeah, Stefania <laughs> and I are Field in the gutter together. But is the most the, positive person, one of the most positive people I've ever been around. So I'm 100%. just not sure how you improve on that. So the, yeah. here's, the, the, the rub with this with this swear jar being in the podcast studio is that we're not allowed to swear in the Well, I guess we are allowed to swear in the podcast. We just <laughs> might deal with the repercussions after the fact. So I'm trying to eliminate swearing from my life. 
I mean, I swear when we are not live, I mean, honestly, what's more than a swear <laughs> jar, broadcasting this show live on, on uh, knows your history. Yeah. I mean, like I, I got a potty mouth, uh, make no mistake, but so we'll see. I, I, the, the bitter berry needs curse words. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, but, uh, I do, uh, I appreciate the effort very much. It's so a, a, it's a, a point, very, but once I swear, I'll have a coin that you can flip. We might be waiting Johnson a while. And Drake. Yeah, we might we might be here a while. Like you, he really is. Field is like a legitimately genuine person and uh, genuinely happy and upbeat. Uh, right? Yes, you are. I am not as much. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I mean, I would flip a coin. Like I, so, I have Kenyon Drake at twenty four. I have David Johnson at twenty five. So I guess if I'm starting one now, guess it's Kenyon Drake. Just because at least last week. Kenyon Drake looked so much healthier than David Johnson. David Johnson didn't look like David Johnson, Stefania. I mean, that's the, that's. I don't even know how to explain it. And then once you get that the, the coach is already like the mind shift has happened. That's why I ranked David Johnson lower because right now I just, I don't buy that that's, uh, that it's going back Anytime. the other way in Arizona. I don't, I, you know, is it a motivating thing? I don't think so. So this could. Be I mean, that was eye-opening to me to see yeah. Stefania yeah. rank David Johnson at 33. Wow. I, anytime Stefania ranks a player with any kind of injury question yeah. mark around him, that's it's always fascinating to me. And so, because I know Stefania, you, you take a, you don't just do that haphazardly. I know you you give a lot of thought in. But, but here's what's puzzling yeah. is that that even I don't feel like it's totally injury related. I'm not sure because well, there's not anything According to them, there. it's not According to them, it's not. According so to them, it's performance. Like he wasn't a, on the injury report this week, correct? No, correct. Yeah. nor last. He's not on it this week. He was on it last week. This feels like the kind of thing that I could say that I could regret in about a month. But I'm starting to wonder if by the end of the season, it will be a clear-cut Kenyon Drake backfield. Because not wow. only has Kenyon Drake been healthier and looked more... He's just been better. Like He's been better. And like what is the... Is it that crazy of a notion that a player who in the past has been good could once again be good again in Arizona when David Johnson seems to be trending in the wrong direction? I don't know what David Johnson's yards per carries are, and I don't know that the offensive line was going to make any running back look amazing, but Johnson's performance this year has not been something to write home about as a runner. As a receiver, he's always yeah, going to be yeah. adept. I think the jury is still out on whether Kenyon Drake – it's interesting you say that. I think the jury is still out on whether Kenyon Drake can be a true feature back the way that David Johnson was for this offense. He, mm-hmm. Kenyon, we Volume see the explosiveness. Wise, yeah. right? We see the explosiveness. We know the big playability. We just – not Kenyon at Alabama, not through sig- two different regimes at Miami. We have never seen him be the guy. He to believe in you, right? And Well, um, and he has his own significant injury history, Kenyon Drake does. I yeah. mean, he had it extensively at Alabama, and even for the first time – for the first year he was at Miami, there were some injury issues for him. So I, I – I think to your point, Matthew, that was one of the questions they had in Miami before, you know, things went the way they have was whether he could really handle a full workload. Daniel, I'm just curious. Uh, quick question here for you, Secret Squirrel. Um, just hearing what Field Yates said, you know, one of our top fantasy analysts, Field Yates, smart football mind saying that he thinks in a month there's a chance that Kenyon Drake has this job all to himself. When you hear something like that, guy. Yeah. do you do you regret? Earlier this morning in our dynasty league, <laughs> trading away Kenyon Drake for Foster Moreau. Well, it wasn't just Kenyon Drake for Foster Moreau. That's the report I got. That's what I'm assuming it's going to be. We don't need to get into the details or the weeds of this. No one really cares. <laughs> but the fact is, I think in, in our 12 team dynasty league, that, yes, that all of us play in along with Thirsty Kyle and not Cool Keith. And, yep. 
uh, yeah, that you traded away Kenyon Drake this morning yes. for Foster Moreau. Correct. I did do that. Yeah. For, well, it wasn't, that's not, again, not the entire deal, but if that's what you want to stick to. <laughs> just like, that's what was reported, I well, think. So I'm just curious. Sure. Right. Just, just hearing what Field said, how, how much do you regret the trade like an hour later? Uh, you know, it's a, it's an average, it's the same amount that I regret joining the fantasy show, same amount that I regret coming on this podcast, you know? Some days you regret it more than others. That's right. right, You you almost had it there. The correct answer would have been (laughs) the same amount I regret working with you. Yeah. Should have been more direct. Yeah. But I like- I left it vague on purpose. I just mentioned all the things that you work on that I also work on. I wanted them to, you know, read between the lines. I just would have, yeah. I would have gone, I would have gone a little more direct. That's That's fair. All right. So you're nicer than me. Denver comes off their bye and goes to Minnesota to play the Vikings and the Vikings for those who missed it last Sunday night neutralized Ezekiel Elliott 47 rushing yards for Zeke which now opens up this can of worms do you want to play either Broncos running back Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman against no. a Vikings run defense that last week by the way was without Linval Joseph and it didn't seem to matter that much that guy that that wall of that defensive yeah. line completely neutralized them Matthew yeah I think right now I'm feeling pretty good if I'm the Vikings defense. I'm feeling not so good about the possibility of playing either Freeman or Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I, I both guys make the hate list for me. Look, you've got four teams on a bye this week, and you've got and those four teams include Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry and Chris Carson and Saquon Barkley. Like it's a bad running back week, right? And then you've also Stop got, you know, so Matt Matt Breida is, is is banged up, and we don't know about David Johnson. You don't feel great about him, so it's a tough running back week, right? Um, so, but having said that, so you may have to start them, but I don't feel great about either of them. I have both outside my top twenty. Both of them made the hate list. I'm lowering expectations against a Vikings defense field that has allowed one rush of thirty plus yards this season. The reason I bring that up is like they have been so good at limiting the big play. Phil Lindsay specifically, he had two 30-plus yard runs in Week 9 against Cleveland. Last three games, if you take those two big runs away, 19 fantasy points total in three games. Like, he just, he needs those big plays to be a part of his skill set. He's been held under 60 rushing yards five different times this season. Vikings, fifth lowest running backs uh, fantasy points per game allowed so far this season. They've allowed two rushing touchdowns this entire year, too. Yeah. And so in a in a committee here... You just sort of feel like if you're the Vikings and you're Mike Zimmer, aren't you saying like, you know what, we're going to take our chances with Brandon Allen beating us. We'll go single coverage and we're going to load the box and we're going to blitz him and we'll be okay. Yes, I agree with you on that one, Matthew. Tampa Bay hosts the Saints on Sunday. These teams always play weird games, it feels like. It doesn't matter whether it's in New Orleans or Tampa Bay. They always play interesting, confusing games. But same question is about the backs in the in this committee, Matthew. Rojo and Peyton Barber, we all have Ronald Jones clearly ranked ahead of Peyton Barber, but Ronald Jones still makes your hate list this week, even though he's a flex consideration for you. Yeah, again, I mean, like, so, as you guys know, love-hate is all about expectations, and I think uh, I'm slowing my roll a little bit on Rojo. See what I did there? Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, look. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see it, personally. You don't, I didn't. You didn't see what? I know, I missed I it. it. I, didn't, uh, I didn't get it. No, no, not that. The... Slowing your roll, like see what I did there. Yeah, slowing your roll on Rojo. It sort of rhymes. Oh, okay. All right, if you say so. Go ahead, carry on. Listen, Princeton. Like you know, like if I've got to explain all. By the, the way, to you, how unfair was it that the Princeton players' touchdown got overshadowed by everything last night? We didn't even talk about that highlight. Can we go back to James Conner? I haven't. I didn't see that highlight. I didn't. Princeton in the end zone. Who who do they play? Was Princeton like? 
Dartmouth. Was that like, huh? Dartmouth, maybe? I don't know. Who do they play? One of the Ivies. One of the Who did Princeton play? I'm dead serious. No, they. Uh, it was a Princeton player who caught the oh, final touchdown. Oh, God, I was just like, I was, I was like, when is Ivy League football like on a highlight? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, all right, no, it's got not. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. carry on. I see what happened. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Good job, Stefania. All right, <laughs> uh, um, look, Ronald Jones. Yeah, look, uh, encouraging signs. Obviously, from last week, he caught eight, eight, uh, eight balls last Good. week. But prior to that, he'd caught eight balls for the entire season. So is this like a new piece of his game going forward? Is he going to be heavily involved in the passing game, or is it just one of those games, just sort of a a fluky game? It's certainly encouraging, but I don't know that you can count on it. And if he's not going to be heavily involved in the passing game, it makes you a little bit nervous. Last four games, 3.2 yards per carry. Like, he has bailed you out because he's gotten into the end zone three of the last four weeks. But the Saints run defense since week four. 3.5 3.5 yards per carry. It's third best in the NFL. They're giving up under 70 rushing yards per game. They're the third best run defense in the NFL over the last four weeks. And so, I, I don't know. It's hard to see Ronald Jones doing a lot on the ground against the Saints. It's going to have to be passing down work. And I don't know that we have enough of a sample size to say, like, oh, yeah, he's definitely getting all the passing down work. And so, Ronald Jones comes in at 22 for me among running backs this week. You have him at 21, Stefania at 25. So we're all right there with him as a high-end flex play. But again, I think, you know, given given last week, given the kind of the run that he's been on, I think that's lower expectations. Uh, Stefania, is Darius Geis even on the injury report for the Redskins, to your knowledge? Nope. Okay, that's good news. Not. Obviously, he has been activated to the roster. He's eligible to play on Sunday, and the fact that he's... Not on the injury report suggests to me, at least, that he is going to play on Sunday. But Matthew... I'm not sure that's a good thing for fantasy football. It's absolutely not. Right. So you've got Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, who maybe sort of have a chance to split carries on Sunday. Is either if, player usable? No. I Is one more usable than the other? If, if I had to? to pick one, I'm picking Adrian Peterson. Okay. I think you want to see it back from Darius Geis. Look, Darius Geis will be, and it doesn't look like Chris Thompson's going to play in this no. game. You know, so, uh, so Geis may be used more in the passing game, which will help. But Bill Callahan, if you if you follow sort of what he's been talking about, he has been he has talked up Adrian Peterson this week. He's like, you know, that there'll be carries for both guys here. So it's gonna be a running back by committee on a behind a bad offensive line, certainly one that's struggling. And though it has played better, I give credit to Callahan. They have certainly played better recently. But it's a tough matchup. Jets are the second best run defense in the NFL the last four weeks. Like the way you beat the Jets is that secondary. Like it's a good run defense, and so you know, in a game with an over-under of, I believe, 38, like one of the lowest. Low, very it's low. really very low. low. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to see either guy in a committee situation. Could Peterson get into the end zone? He could. And I will say this. You Adrian sure Peterson that? looks good. Oh, oh, okay. But I just want to make sure you're sure about that touchdown comment. You sure about that? He could? He could get into the end zone? Sure, could. of course. You know the last time the Redskins scored a touchdown? It's been a month. 14 quarters ago. They've gone 13 straight quarters. Hail the Redskins. Hail victory. No one tanks like the Washington Redskins. They seriously are going to have one of the top two picks in the draft. It's going to be glorious. Although that would be good. You guys will get Chase Young. It would be really good for you. We will screw it up. We will We will screw it up. There's got to be like an Australian-style punter. Right. We will absolutely. We will grab a kicker or something like that. We will screw it up. But listen, I've been clear about this. I want us to go 1-15. 
I want us to. I want the Redskins to go one yes, and fifteen. I want the Redskins to be so we embarrassed, the fan base so we... disgusted that finally Bruce Allen is fired. That yeah, is my hope. So, tread as lightly, a Redskins fan. Tread lightly on the Redskins running back. So get to Kansas City. They play on Monday night, so they've had just one practice thus far this week in an official capacity. LaShawn McCoy's to find. Did you happen to catch the Chiefs practice report on Thursday? And was there any sign to your knowledge of LaShawn McCoy being on the injury report? If you did, uh, you know, I have it in front of me, but it didn't stand out to me. So. You guys carry on, and okay, I'll let so you know. So we presume LaShawn McCoy is carry going on, like, to Oh, yeah, because it was not complete. Yes. That's why. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, we expect to play on Monday night, Matthew, based off what the Chiefs, or I guess what reporters said after he was inactive last Sunday, that this was a planned rest day you for see, him. I, I don't know where I saw this. I, I saw it somewhere, but I believe Andy Reid was quoted when asked about LaShawn McCoy. And correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone keep me honest on this. Okay. But I believe Andy Reid was quoted when asked about LaShawn McCoy, something to the effect of like, He's not getting any younger. He did. He did say that. Yeah, he did say that, and he said basically that was his rationale because people were for wondering the, if something the, happened. The, the healthy scratch. The healthy scratch. And he said we've got to get him his ret. He's back. Who's not getting any younger or something gotcha. like that? Okay, right. But I think that's is, technically is, true for everybody. It, uh, but I get the implication. Here's, here forward. you go. Here's a, a tweet from Adam Teicher related to that. He said right. he asked him about the plan for LaShawn McCoy moving forward. And he said, we'll see. I'll just manage him the way I think is best so he stays effective throughout the season. He's a little bit older. It's my responsibility to manage him the way I feel is right. Okay. Take there you have it you there. Will. So anyways, I think the bottom line but is. Could it also be field? I'm just asking. Could it also be. Andy Reid, in a very nice way, saying, like, he's washed up. He's done. Yeah, it certainly could be. And so I think the possibility has to at least be presented that, like, even if they said last week was a rest week, maybe he doesn't play again on Monday night. Now, for fantasy football purposes, that kind of puts you between a rock and a hard place because it's the last game of the weekend, and your options, if you were counting on LaShawn McCoy, would be limited. So, Matthew, I think I would be treating LaShawn, if I have him on my roster, if I have him on my roster and I'm debating him versus somebody else, I think I just go with somebody else, <laughs> understanding that, I'm not saying it's going to be a guarantee, yeah. right? But I think you have to. Damian right. Williams, though, like at least for right you now. You had me at somebody yes. else. <laughs> but you have to treat Damian Williams, by the way, right now as a secure RB2. You have to at least, from a process standpoint, I can't guarantee the results, but based off the fact that he's been the workhorse over the past couple of weeks, the receiving upside, the fact that they score a lot of points in Kansas City, there's at least opportunity there for him to crack the top 20 in a given week. Chargers have allowed a rushing touchdown in five of their past six games. Uh, they give up uh, 27 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs in terms of fantasy. And Damon Williams, over the last two games, averaging 6.5 yards per carry. And I know a lot of people say, like, yeah, of course, well, he had that 91-yard uh, rushing touchdown, which, yeah, that was a big play, and that certainly skews something. But in those two weeks, in the last two weeks, minimum 20 carries. Williams is a top seven running back in percentage of carries, gaining both five yards and 10 yards. Good. So it's not just the one yeah. big run. He's had a lot of big plays over the last two weeks, and certainly having a healthy scratch of LaShawn McCoy you know, tells you the confidence they have in Damian Williams. Now, he did have a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, but ultimately, still ran ran well, and they went right back to him. It wasn't it wasn't suddenly Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson who we'd heard they wanted to get more involved and didn't really do much in that game. So we all have uh, Damian Williams, I believe, as a top twelve play this week. So or top twelve ish, I should say. Stefania has him at thirteen, but yeah, we we're all in on Damian Williams as a top fifteen play on Monday night. Uh, speaking technically, there is a chance we'll be discussing. This year's Super Bowl preview in just a minute. But first, 
Mr. Swole himself, Matthew Barry, is going to tell you about Vitamin Shop. Stop sacrificing taste for performance. Okay, Field. constantly. I, I can't tell you how many times I see Field Yates sacrificing taste for performance. I'm like, what are you doing? He's just like, oh, you know, just doing some performance and sacrificing taste. I'm like, dude, you don't have to do it. At least when it comes to sports nutrition, the Body Tech brand has flavors as mighty as you are, Field, like cereal-inspired protein and more, all powered by leveled-up taste technology, and it's only at the Vitamin Shop. Now you can save on pre-workouts, aminos, protein, and other sups backed by the Body Tech brand's quality promise. Use the code ESPN2019 for 25% off your entire purchase at vitaminshop.com or in-store until November 30th. The Body Tech brand, no, no limits. Offer cannot be combined with any other coupons. Again, so it's ESPN 2019-2019 for 25% off. And that's the Vita, it's, uh, let's see, vitaminshop.com. Remember shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. So vitaminshop.com for your uh, Body Tech brand. Matthew, always a weight room specialist himself. Let's get to the next game Totes. here. As I said, technically, this could be a Super Bowl matchup preview between the Jets and the Redskins. Both teams qualify. Like, one's in the AFC and one's in the NFC. Right. So and Each player and every team gets two tickets to the Super Bowl every year, so technically they all might be there in Miami right. on February 3rd. Um, so because Is that true we, every player on every team? I think every NFL player has the right to buy two tickets a year to the Super Bowl. I could be wrong there. I think I'm right, though. Oh, um, before we get to some of the values here, Stefania, Health-wise, where are we at with Le'Veon Bell and Robbie Anderson? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell banged up again this week, literally listed with three different things next to his name because his ribs and his knee were banged up, and then he has an illness he's dealing with as well. So he was out of practice on Wednesday, but he did come back and do a little bit of work on Thursday. Meanwhile, Robbie Anderson listed with his back and his shoulder, limited both days. So far, I don't sense that there's any grave concern that either of them will miss this game. Okay, that's good news there. But, Matthew, this game, as we have been saying, is going to be very ugly. But where's the value in this game? Are there players that you think might be startable on Sunday that you think have a chance to really break through and make a fantasy impact? I mean, Le'Veon Bell made my love list this week. Oh, and I've been, a, yeah. I've been an anti-Le'Veon guy right. for most of the year, but Le'Veon Bell should have a huge game in this week. Not that you need me to tell you to start Le'Veon Bell, but how about some of the other guys then? Players okay. that might not necessarily be automatic starts in a given okay. week, whether it's Jamison Crowder, for example, or others. Yeah, uh, Jamison Crowder made my love list this week. Washington really struggles against the slot, right? Revenge they, game, they, too. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hashtag revenge game. <laughs> yeah. Jamison Crowder. Um, that'll be great, actually. Just seeing Jamison Crowder just completely uh, destroy my Redskins. Wait, you know, we screwed up with J- every play. Don't get me started. All right. I'll just say this. So, yes, I think it will be a game that is meaningful to Jamison, knowing how everything went down in Washington. I think it is a game that will mean a lot to Jamison, who's had a very nice year so far this season, and it's a great matchup for him. Against the slot, which is obviously where Jamison Crowder lines up the majority of the time, they, uh, they give up a 70, they allow 78.9% completion percentage. That's highest in the NFL. They give it the ninth highest touchdown rate to the slot so far this year. And so, you know, each of the last two games, Jameson Crowder's been a top 11 wide receiver. So, you know, feels like they're starting to get a little bit of a groove, and there's definitely a connection between him and Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah. So Speaking give me some Jameson Crowder this week. Let's have some fun with Sam Darnold. Because you hate, he makes your, your hate list this week, Sam Darnold. He does. I fancy a board bet of something to the effect of, like, top 14 quarterback this week. Where do you have him ranked? Uh, somewhere around 14. But let's find out exactly where you have him ranked. 
Does uh, anybody have the uh, wherewithal to pull up the ranks right now? Kyle's working on it right now. Okay. Kyle's got a computer. Kyle Let's does go. computer By stuff way, sometimes. Scroll, but while we're look, waiting for Kyle to pull this up, I'm just yeah. curious. Um, you have, uh, while we just were on the air, fresh off the success of trading uh, Kenyon Drake away for Foster Moreau. Accurate. From your 3-7 and seven <laughs> Dynasty League team. Yeah. You just traded... Joe Mixon for carry on Johnson to uh, Mike Clay. Joe Mixon and a fourth round rookie oh, you pick. You got a fourth rounder to carry on. I got carry on Johnson and a third round pick. Okay, so I got a third rounder and carry on for Joe Mixon and a fourth. I'm okay with that trade, actually. I appreciate that. You're getting that. better. Thank nice you. job, Matthew. I have so much confidence in Sam Darnold. I didn't even rank him this week, but I still want to make a, bl- a bat with you. All right, well, you can't, like, that's so, all right, yeah, what do you got? What, no, what's but, your... like, I, I don't have that much confidence in him either. <laughs> top 14, does that seem reasonable? Sure. Why not? I say, uh, how many teams are playing this week? 28. <laughs> 28? Yeah, and math okay. is hard. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> listen not all of us went to Princeton. Uh, yeah, I, I say Sam Darnold is not a top 14 fantasy quarterback this week. Hold I on, I'm so- going to interrupt this because we already have a board bet that Sam Darnold will be a top 12 quarterback that happened on the Tuesday podcast. Oh, that's right. We do? Yeah, it's so nice. it'll be a top 12 quarterback. I literally can't remember what we talked about 10 minutes ago in the show. Like, Try, I know. Tuesday. Okay. I know. I like it. So, I better update my right, rankings. Good. Look then. at that. Yeah. <laughs> you better, you better, you better update your rankings. All right. Fine. Sam Darnold. I like him this week. <laughs> right. You're in, on Sam, you're in on I'm Sam in Darnold. On Sam Darnold. You want like me to it. talk to you about why I don't love Sam Darnold this week? Uh, if you want to. Why? I mean, I'm just, I'll very quickly say that, uh, look, the Redskins, for all their struggles, they're actually the sixth best pass defense in the NFL and the sixth best scoring defense in the NFL over the last four weeks. Now, some of that's because teams can run on them so so easily. The slot bowl helps, right? Right. The slot the bowl, Niners. right? They play right. But I'm not convinced Sam Darnold is great yet. Mm. I mean, like he's had one good game this great year. He has to be a top tough quarterback, that's for sure. I'm just, I, well, <laughs> I guess, right? I mean, look, look, you've got two very slow offenses. It's a very low over under here. I think it's one of the reasons why I think Le'Veon Bell is so good. Now, could Sam Darnold, you know? Fall into the end zone and throw one touchdown pass to Jamison Crowder and have do a dump off to Le'Veon Bell and he runs fifteen yards in hundred percent sure that could. easily could happen. Yeah, he could. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. I'm, All right, so let's move along. We have our board bet top twelve. I need to have think, that one. I need I to think win. There that are. One. I think there are better. Um, I think there are better bets this week if you need a streaming quarterback. Okay, we'll talk about some streamers later on in the show. But, Matthew, let's begin. In, in the award-winning segment, Field and Stream? Yes, correct. Field and Stream, Field one of the most popular segments in all of sports entertainment. Right. Matthew, you do a love-hate column. It's out on Thursday, a touching article this week, if you have not yet read it. Your loves and your hates for this week. Matthew, let's begin with your loves, Josh Allen. Well, I do hope people will read it. I'll just, I just before we get into that, I, I will, I do hope people that will read it and I will just say thank you to all of you and to Daniel and to Mike Clay who filled in for me last week. I referenced the story that I tell in the love hate is what I referenced last week on the show, the family emergency and why I had to miss some time. And so, um, anyway, you can, uh, it involves my daughter and, you know, I, I hope you'll read it. It's, uh, it's up now on ESPN.com. But as for some of the players, uh, that, uh, that made my love list this week. It's Josh Allen. You know, look, he's at Miami. You had me at Miami. I, you know, look, it, you play your guys against Dolphins, but for whatever reason, Josh Allen, not for whatever reason, it's because they're terrible, but Josh Allen, he has three career games, right? It's his second year in the NFL. He has three career games against the Dolphins. Against Miami, he's averaging over 30 fantasy points per game. Sounds pretty good to me. Yes, that is that is a very good uh, number. Three rushing touchdowns in his last two weeks. You know, the rushing always keeps his floor high. 
Dolphins give up touchdowns at the second highest rate this season. I have Josh Allen as a top five play. DJ Moore moving along here, the Panthers wide receiver who got some love and wide receiver quarterback matchups. Matthew, what else you got? Yeah, and rightfully so. Like, the volume has been there. Eight or more targets now in five straight games, over 15 fantasy points in four of those five games. And this is a guy that, you know, 88% of his catches this year have come on the perimeter. The reason I bring that up, Falcons against perimeter pass catches this year, they're uh, bottom three in the NFL in terms of yards allowed per completion and touchdown rate. So, yes, DJ Moore, it's one of the reasons why I think Kyle Allen is a pretty good sleeper this week and a pretty good streamer. I prefer him to Sam Darnold amongst uh, among streaming quarterbacks. Uh, Matthew, also on the hate side, Todd Gurley and Allen Robinson, same game, different teams. What say you about these two players? Look, you probably don't have better options. I, okay. I think you probably have to still start Todd Gurley and Allen Robinson. Yep. But love-hate is all about expectations, and I'm certainly lowering expectations for both guys. Would look somewhere else in daily unless you're trying to really go contrarian here. But Todd Gurley against Chicago... Look, he's averaging under 15 touches per game so far this year. He's The weird part for me about Todd Gurley Field is that he's not involved in the passing game. Last year, he Hardly was, you know, the last couple of years, he's been so great in the passing game. But uh, this year, he has one game, one game with more than 13 receiving yards. Very bizarre. So what that's made him is basically a touchdown-dependent RB2. 45% of Todd Gurley's fantasy points this year have come on scoring plays. Yeah. And and so it's crazy to say that Todd Gurley is like a touchdown dependent RB2 like but that's what he's become and so the Rams offensive line which we've talked about earlier in the week is so decimated. And you know the Bears look are the Bears the Bears anymore? They're middle of the pack in run defense over the last 4 weeks but they still have Khalil Mack. They you know I don't know. For me, Todd Gurley makes me very nervous this week, as does Allen Robinson on the other side of the ball. Last four weeks, Rams allow touchdown passes at the fourth lowest rate in the NFL. Uh, we expect Jalen Ramsey to shadow Allen Robinson for the, for the majority of this game. So the Rams actually, last four weeks, the number one scoring defense in the NFL as well. Trubisky continues to struggle. This offense looks broken. Neither Allen Robinson or Todd Gurley give me a ton of confidence going into Sunday. They're both merely a running back two and a wide receiver two. You have to just sort of hope for the best. For the full column, check out ESPN.com. You can read it there. We'll be back in just a moment to discuss some players that, you know, you want to like them, but you're just not sure how confident you can be. But first, as always, a word from the fantasy show. So Mickey's split on these guys. Welcome back to Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Reminder, it's a weekly game, but sometimes you got to make decisions over players that you think are, you know, just for the full season, you'd be confident in them. This week, though, Matthew, John Brown, we hauled them out of the top 20. I don't know why this is really even a question. These guys are, it's a new name to the top 20, but he shouldn't be. He's been one of the most consistent players in football this year with over 50 receiving yards in every game this season. And then to add there, you good. I'm good with John Sweet. Brown. Look, I mean, again, look, you heard me talk up Josh Allen, right? It's um, who does Josh Allen look for? John Brown, right? So he wants to smoke. Get by it? the way, yes, I do in fact get it. Dolphins allow a <laughs> touchdown uh, on deep passes at the sixth highest rate in the NFL. You can throw deep on Miami. Uh, Muhammad, you do a lot of things to Miami. That's right. To be honest, but that's uh, one of them. Go to live you can too. throw deep. Uh, Mohamed Sanu for the Patriots had ten catches this. Have you past ever been to time. live? Uh, no, I haven't. Believe it or not, Matthew. 
Um, I have once. Really? I'm sure you were a blast there. Muhammad Sanu had It was t- fun. I was invited by an NFL quarterback, actually. It was a, I, remind me to tell you that story off the air. Okay, it's actually sounds good. kind of a nutty story. Muhammad Sanu had 10 catches in his second game with the Patriots right inside our top 20 method. They played the, the Eagles, who uh, they've been slightly better against the pass of late, but still seems like a vulnerable secondary. It certainly does. You know, the, the concern always with the Patriots is just when you think, like, okay, now we know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Watch Philip Dorsett have two touchdowns in this game. I mean, or like, Nikhil Harry, right? Or Nikhil Harry. Yeah. I mean, right, exactly. Rex Burkhead gets three scores. Like, you just don't know. All that said, there's certainly some encouraging signs from Muhammad Sanu. Ten for ten catches on 14 targets, 81 yards, and a touchdown against the Ravens in week number nine. He ran a route on 47 of Brady's 48 dropbacks. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when they were passing, he was out there, and so... You know, listen, the Eagles, pretty good at getting pressure, getting to the quarterback. There's been some struggles with that offensive line in Philadelphia. So could you see maybe some – I think it's a big James White game, candidly, but you maybe you could also see a little bit of Muhammad Sanu. Brian Hill for the Falcons steps in for Devontae Freeman-Matthew and right inside of our top 20. Good matchup against the Panthers. It's a great matchup. Panthers have allowed 17 rushing touchdowns this year. That's five more than anyone else in the NFL. Uh, they allow a touchdown at the le- at the highest rate in the NFL in terms of on carries. 11 different running backs have scored double-digit fantasy points against Carolina this week. And so Brian Hill with no Devontae Freeman, no Edo Smith, I believe he gets a heavy workload. Remember, he got 20 carries last week. And so in a game on the road at Carolina, the expectation is that Brian Hill Suddenly, a you know, from the waiver wire to a top 20 play in a week. Uh, the Patriots return after their bye week, as do the Eagles on Sunday. The last time we saw the Patriots, they looked more vulnerable than they had all season after a dominant first two months. Do they regain their form on Sunday? And the question becomes, what does it mean for the Eagles players? Before we dive into them, there are a bunch of injuries to get yeah. to here, Stefania, including... Alshon Jeffrey. Right. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't practiced yet this week. And Doug Peterson saying this morning that he's iffy. For this week's game, I mean, certainly seeing him not at practice for two consecutive days would make you think that anyway. The designation will come out when they release the injury report later today. Um, We were just kind of exchanging information about Jordan Howard, who suffered a stinger um, in last week's game. And I I saw that he'd been limited in practice. It sounds like he has not been cleared for contact yet. And so his status also unknown. The team is reportedly working out Jay Ajayi today. And yep. there were some that were wondering whether, hey, you know, and Darren Sproles, Darren by Sproles, the way. Darren yeah, done for the season with a torn hip flexor. Uh, really set. And I don't think that Ajayi ties to Darren Sproles at all. They're two incredibly no. dissimilar players. I think what it might tie into Just is having Howard a- insurance. <laughs> and it, it feels unlikely that a player would work out on Friday and sign on Saturday and then have a prominent role on Sunday. We'll see. But if the Eagles are concerned about Jordan Howard going forward, he well, has then, been there before too. Yes, there's some familiarity, so. <laughs> so he would be an exception in that regard. So, um, so let's just let's just run, run through these, Matthew, in two different buckets. So obviously, hold, hold Miles on. Sanders. Okay, go well, ahead. I was going to say, go. let's start with Carson Wentz because mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz does not have Jordan, uh, excuse me, Alshon Jeffrey, and it, but I'm not sure Jordan Howard's value is as much tied to Carson Wentz's value, but no Alshon Jeffrey, we know that Sean Jackson's on IR. J.J. Arthego-Whiteside plus Nelson Aguilar as your top two wide receivers. Should you be starting Carson Wentz? No, except in two quarterback leagues. Like, I have him in a two-quarterback league. I'm going to have to start him this week in one of them, but I'm not excited about it. I mean, obviously, look, the the Patriots are the number one pass defense in the NFL. Certainly the number one over the last four weeks. They're the fourth-best scoring defense. And they got got sliced, obviously, by the Ravens. Remember, like— It was Lamar Jackson. It was a a totally different beast. They've allowed three passing touchdowns this year. 
Yeah, I mean he's he's been he's been terrific. So you know Carson Wentz uh, has more finishes outside the top fifteen than he does top ten weeks so far. I don't know. Like the only quarterback to score more than twelve fantasy points against the Patriots was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, and I'm, so yeah. obviously Wentz doesn't have the the running ability that Lamar Jackson does. So it does not feel like a great game here for Carson Wentz or honestly any Philadelphia Eagle with the exception of Miles Sanders. Like Miles provided Jordan Howard sits. Assuming Jordan Howard sits, Miles Sanders, remember the Patriots 29th against the run. Yep. Over the last four weeks. Like I think and you could see them, especially given the, the injuries to the pass catchers, them wanting to try to really run the ball and establish that against New England, and so Sanders getting a, a tremendous workload. If if Jordan Howard is sit, he's an easy top twenty play. Yeah, we'll probably have more information on Howard's official status by Wednesday four yeah. o'clock in the afternoon on Eastern Time. Uh, the Eagles usually pretty upfront about what's going to happen with a player's status as it pertains to Sunday. Coming off the bye, you certainly want to be healthier, but uh, the team schedule, at least down the stretch, is better after this week and next. So. That, that is correct. Uh, and one thing I'll say, we'll have updates on all these. We'll get more clarity, I think, this afternoon, but certainly tune into Fantasy Football Now Sunday morning. Yes. Programming note for you guys, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. We are on ESPN2 this week. Right. But then at 11.30, up until kickoff, we switch over to ESPN News. So you guys will get your inactives. Angel will get us at the same time. Looking forward to Sunday morning, as always. Three of us, plus Will Kane and an assortment of guests, which always makes for a compelling three hours of television. Time now for what many, many have viewed as the highlight of their week for quite some time. It's better than the football games themselves. It is field and stream. Kind of a light lift here. The reason why some of the other names it would make the field and stream list have been incorporated throughout the show otherwise. But we talked about, or you just mentioned Kyle Allen a minute ago, Matt. I did. Kyle Allen, who ranks as a top 13 play for both you and I. Last week against the Packers, when it was snowing, the field was slick, the field was wet, the field was slow in some ways. He threw for over 300 passing yards, and the Falcons have been one of the worst defenses in football last week, notwithstanding. They have the lowest pressure rate in the league. They have the fourth highest touchdown pass rate allowed. Fourth highest completion percentage rate allowed. Kyle Allen's a solid player. We talked about how much we like the wide receivers in this matchup. Ipso facto, Kyle Allen, a potential streaming option at quarterback. We already mentioned our Sam hey, Darnold. Secret Squirrel. Just, uh, just a clarification. Yeah, sure. Did, did Field just drop an ipso facto? Yeah, he did, did. say ipso facto. Yeah, you could have asked me directly. No, I know, I know. Yeah, but well, I, just yeah, wanna, yeah. I just wanted to. Are, are we. Flatten your brainy. Is, is <laughs> ipso facto? Not, not like, a big. No, what do we think? That's Latin, right? It is, it is. Latin. It is Latin. Yeah. Therefore. Basically. Did he use it, it correctly? Means, it means upside down, right? No, it means therefore. Well, I think I a lot of people think it means upside down. One. I, I have to, I, I don't know the exact translation off the top of my head, but ergo, I believe, is therefore. Right. Oh, right. So facto is in the point of or in the fact. I think it's upside down. Right. Correct. So, Correct. Right, probably. Correct, I just, correct school, usage, though. Correct usage. All right, yeah, all right I'm fair fine enough. with it. Secret school, I, just, I need, I need a ruling on this it. real quickly as well. Yeah, you bet. If we're doing a, if we're doing a dollar in field swear jar, <laughs> how much for dropping Latin? Latin, Latin's two dollars and fifty cents. By the, there you go. My first by the contribution. fact itself. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's, That's the actual translation. translation. By the fact itself. One more field and stream, and then I need to go on a quick tangent and ask you guys about uh, a certain dynasty trade. Uh, the Jets' defense against the Redskins, I just talked about it. They haven't scored in 13 straight quarters. The, the Jets' defense also has three games with 15-plus fantasy points. 
especially the fourth most such games this season. Jamal Adams scored a touchdown in the most incredible fashion the last time we saw the Jets against the Giants last Sunday. So I like the Jets, who are available in two-thirds of leagues. Question for you. Yeah. This is not related to the Sunday show. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious. In the Dynasty League, would you prefer Russell Wilson? Or how how close is the value Russell Wilson and Alan Lazard? I believe there is a significant difference between those two players. No, stop. Who's I believe res- there's a, a, who's a responsible? significant Wait, wait. Who's responsible for, uh, by the way, a, a dynasty league that includes an offensive player? So basically a two-quarterback league. So it's a two-quarterback. It's yeah. like a super flex. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a super so flex the value league. Of quarterbacks the value of, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, who you know probably has at least you know seven, eight more years yeah. of kind of elite play. Yeah. Left in him and Alan Lazard. Wait, did you just get a trade offer from? I think that's a significant. Mike Clay. I think that's a significant. There's a significant difference between those so, two players. Listen, I don't normally call for this kind of stuff, but people need to go at Mike Clay NFL and troll him. He just offered me Alan Lazard. Wait, he offered Russell me Wilson. Alan Lazard. He did not. He just Russell, Russell Wilson for Alan Lazard. I, I promise you, he texted me earlier today and said that both his first and second rounder were on the table. So I'm assuming there's there's more to that trade that has yet to there be. There better be. I mean, but he probably did he include a note? Usually Nothing. there's a way to include a note. I mean, maybe I missed oh, it. Maybe Mike. I wasn't paying attention. To be fair, check. Mike just got done at the doctor. His eyes are dilated, so he probably can't see. He probably <laughs> oh, can sorry. see as well I'm as sorry. Matthew he does. Doesn't normally. include his first round pick next season. First oh, round pick. There you go. Okay. All right. So everyone, go on it's at Field G8. Not, it's still not a great. It's still not a great trade. Yeah, it's still not a great. By the way, speaking of speaking, but, but you did throw him under the bus. Yeah, okay. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, I love, I like that. That's my swear for the day. Yeah, throwing Mike 100%. under the bus. I love that. By the way, by you don't way. even have to pay up for that, really. So he actually, I just was curious because he offered me a trade involving Alan Lazard, but I was he's really Alan Lazard ever do to Mike? I, yeah, I don't know, really but it's Alan Lazard and somebody else. But he's trying to get my my. Who is he trying to get from me? Damian Williams? Probably nobody because you're in last place. Let's keep going with the podcast. Wow! Hey, Field, why don't you talk to us about SeatGeek? I will, Daniel, right now. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event Mm. difficult on purpose? It's as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. The real question is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has tickets you're looking for all in one place. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFF for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code FFF for $10 off on your first purchase. Hey, as long as we're talking dynasty trade offers, and I just think this might be helpful for uh, people listening at home. Okay. Okay. Just because everyone, I think, is just like, oh, well, like you guys play in expert leagues. You know, you guys play, you know, with, with you know quote-unquote, really smart fantasy football managers. Like, you probably, you don't get crappy trade offers. No one tries to pull a fast one on you. No. Oh, no, no. We get awful trade offers from people that, like, like Mike should know better. Like, come on. A first-round pick. I mean, like, I, I guess. A first-round pick in Dynasty is definitely worth, it's something, worth something, but it's not yeah. worth, like, a top three fan. I mean, like. The league MVP. Right. I mean, like. <laughs> Just, With Alan Lazard, I mean, like right. you might as well just offer me the first. And I understand right. that in our format, you have to offer something. You can't just offer a pick as right, currently constructed. Right. 
text me offline and say, hey, listen, my first round pick is available. Let's like, what it would out. it take to get Russell Wilson? Like, I'll tell you, I, I just did a trade. Just maybe give you some. So I'm in a, I'm in this crazy, uh, dynasty league as well with, so a bunch of guys that if you, if you're in on fantasy Twitter that you've, you've, you've read, like, so Evan Silva, Graham Barfield, uh, Scott Barrett, Bob Harris, uh, let's see, Danny Kelly from the ringer, Pat Thorman, Rich Rebar, like a lot of great guys. Um, all very, very smart, smart people. And I'm sure I'm forgetting, uh, people as well. So I apologize to whoever I forgot there. So anyway, like I, so I just did a trade there and it's, it's a super flex league. It's uh tight end premium. So you get 1.5 fantasy points, uh, per reception if we're a tight end. And I just traded, uh, my second round pick next year, my first and two, two second round picks in year 2021. I'd gotten another one through a trade. So, oh, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, a one and three twos. Uh, for, and Tony Pollard for Travis Kelsey and two fourth rounders. Okay, so, right? No, I know, but I'm just like that's the that's the price of pit, right? I mean, like you know, Kelsey's obviously like I, I'm like I'm, I'm first in points in that league. I'm I'm uh, I'm NBA. third overall in standings, <laughs> and no, like I'm going for it this year. Obviously, Kelsey's got like a couple more years. No risk it, uh, no biscuit, baby. Right, no risk it, no risk it. But anyway, so that same league. Listen to this. Listen. <laughs> listen to this trade. Did you say no, no risk it, no risk it, no risk it? No. That's what you said. You said no risk it, no risk it, no risk it, no biscuit. I didn't say. You said. You no said risk no risk it, it no, no risk it. Agreed with him. I'm like, you got it. No, Field no. said no risk it, no biscuit. You, you said, said yeah, no, no risk, risk it, no risk it. Do you know what the saying is, Matthew? <laughs> yeah. No. The saying is no risk it, no risk it. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big football guy, apparently. <laughs> no. no risk it. Listen. That's for losers. Oh, help me! I'm not. I, I I'm. I haven't slept well. All right. So, of course, blame your daughter. Yeah, it is your daughter's fault for this. Yes. Sorry, Samantha. I know, I been so cold. I've been cold. Beth, I've been chilly. Exactly. Could you wrap exactly me up right. like a taco one more time? Oh. Right. And cuddle. Oh. My pillow. Am I so cold? I know. You know, Beth gets out of bed to, to tend to our daughter and she up? lets the cold air in. It's outrageous. It's brutal. How, <laughs> it's like, how dare it's like she? It's 3 a.m. I'm like, I'm just and like, the white all noise back on. Right. The, the white noise. noise back on. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> plug the heated blanket back in. Thank you very much. Exactly. Um, By the yeah, way, get me some water. earplugs. Tell that bird outside like, to stop Why chirping. do you not have earplugs? I should get earplugs. I should. They're like... This is a simple solution. Stefania, the questions of why I don't do certain things, like, no one knows. I don't know. I, I obviously misspoke. No risk it, no biscuit. All right. But here's the thing. So, but I just wanted to, I brought this up just because I got what, tell me what you think of this trade offer. Like, as long as we're talking about Alan Lazard and. Uh, Does, nobody wants to know. I, I just want to real quickly and then we'll move on. All right. What he offered. The person offered. Uh, he want they. The, I'm, I won't say the team, but they offered me uh, Zach Ertz. They want I, this is from my team. I would trade them Zach Ertz, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Kyle Allen. This is some good players. Okay, there's too many players, mm-hmm. right? For Matt Ryan, Kadri Allison, Justin Hardy, Delaney Walker, in a dynasty league. In a year like in which a, I'm going for it. No. That's I think that's pretty easy to hit the button on that one. But yeah. And and they were gonna offer me a, a twenty twenty second round pick too. No. But like yep. I was okay. just like, are you like 
Are you kidding me? They're not it's kidding Zach, you. It's Zach Ertz in a tight end premium league. It's, you know, it's Kyle Allen, who I think is the starter in Carolina next year. It's Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, who are going to be two starting running backs next year. All right, like, Stefania, time anyway. for your quick hitters. We begin with Kyle Allen's teammate, Christian McCaffrey. You have been cautioning yeah, us, they, NBD. These will be quicker than Matthew's trade descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> no risk it, no risk it. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Be on your team, uh, we brought him up yesterday because people might have been nervous because he wasn't practicing Wednesday. Well, like I told you, return to practice on Thursday and everything trending in the right direction for Christian McCaffrey to be able to play. Josh Jacobs limited Wednesday and Thursday because of his shoulder, but he's been playing through this. See, Matthew, sometimes players aren't 100%, but then they're cleared from the pregame injury report. They play, they have success, and they go back um, on the injury report for practice the following week. That's what Josh Jacobs has been doing. Um, Ty Johnson, concussion suffered in last week's game. Ty Johnson uh, did come back to a limited practice yesterday. So, you know, let's see what he does today. But I had sort of thought that he might be out this week. But if he's able to do more in practice, he's able to get clearance. There's a potential for him to be available, although um, we'll we'll find out soon enough. And then over in Indy, Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton, two different stories. Jacoby Brissett, full practice, uh, back-to-back days. Looks like he'll be ready to go and start this weekend. T.Y. Hilton's still not practicing, still a little ways to go before he comes back. All righty, you got all the information there from Stefania. Let's close this out with some social questions. One more time for you, Daniel, filling in for Not Cool Keith, who was a very happy, albeit not cool Keith, this morning after the Browns win. That's accurate. First question we have here comes from David, wants to know, Singletary and Crowder both made the love list. Which one do I flex? Matthew, your chance to flex on this question, given that you write that love-hate column. Oh, gosh, please don't ever do that again. flex? That was disgusting. I'm flexing. Oh, are you? Is that yes. what's happening right there? No, my eyesight. How come there's how come there's more down here than there is up here, Matthew? It's I don't understand. Flexes. It's the way the shirt hangs. Oh, is that, oh, okay. Oh, okay it's it. an ill-fitting button-up. Yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, Devin Singletary versus or uh, Jamison Crowder? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Devin Singletary just because I think more guaranteed touches there. You know, um, I think it's close, so I think both guys do really well, and I get it because look. Uh, the only thing that makes me nervous here is that the game's in Miami, and could they give Frank Gore, like, you know, Josh Vulture him a couple of times. Gore got a couple of goal line runs. Could they, like, have a former team and, you know, all that narrative, and do they give Frank Gore, you know, a cheap touchdown or something like this? But just, I I know that Devin Singletary is going to touch the ball 12 to 15 times in this game. I expect Crowder to have a nice game, but yes. Okay. I, I prefer Singletary to Crowder. You all right. Yeah. You guys agree? I would just say, just double check that Singletary is good after t- we talked about he didn't practice yesterday because of his ankle. So oh just boy. make sure he's yeah. good. Yeah, make sure he's good. Okay. Next question from Justin. One flex spot for Brian Hill, Calvin Ridley, and Cortland Sutton. Brian Hill. Oof. Brian Hill, Calvin Ridley, yeah. Cortland Sutton. Yep. Brian Hill. <clears throat> Brian Hill. Just volume, right? The yeah. volume. Guaranteed touches. Volume, volume matchup. Yep. Yep. Okay, Patrick wants to know, Josh Allen or Carson Wentz, rest of season? Man, with all the injuries in Philadelphia yeah. right now, I think I'd go with Josh Allen. Even though he has been uninspiring at times as a real quarterback, his fantasy mm-hmm. value, multiple touchdowns accounted for in, I believe, five straight games now. Longest streak by a Bills player since Drew Bledsoe all the way back in 2002. Some rushing upside there. I'd stick with Josh Allen rest of the season. Yeah, same reasons. Okay. All right, Christian uh, wants to know, would you rather stash O.J. Howard or Noah Fant in hopes of finding a playoff difference maker? I'd go with O.J. Howard, and not because if this were a dynasty league, you can make a really good case for Noah Fant. 
for this season, I do think it's O.J. Howard because the tight end, excuse me, the touchdown upside in general in that offense is way higher than one quarterbacked by, for now, Brandon Allen and potentially soon Drew Locke. I'm going to say Noah Fant. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I, you can do that. I want to I want to look at their uh, their schedules, but Noah Fant actually, I believe Denver has a really Tampa has a good schedule as well. But look at their upcoming schedule uh, for for Denver, right? So obviously they're at the Vikings this week. You don't love this, and they're at the Bills the next week. You don't love that. <laughs> but then Chargers, Texans, Chiefs, Lions, Raiders is how they end. Like the the play in just the playoffs, just the fantasy playoffs and ESPN standard leagues. Texans, Chiefs, Lions, Raiders. That's a great four game stretch. Yeah, pretty little stretch. I just, I'm just not confident in the quarterback play that they no. can take advantage of that matchup. Like I think, I'm just OJ Howard might be able to find a way to after his touchdown this right. past. Right. I just week. hope that now that they've rediscovered OJ Howard, that that remains the same. I sure hope yeah. so. Um, on Sunday, as Matthew mentioned, we have fantasy football now from eleven. Excuse me, 10, 10 to 11.30 on ESPN2, the deuce. Then we flip over to ESPN News for the concluding nine minutes, 90 minutes of the show. Uh, we'll have inactives. We'll have all the latest on ranks and injury updates and everything else in between. But before we get to that, the Fantasy Show is available now on ESPN+. Plus. Love, Hate is available and up. Rankings are up. We'll be adjusting them all weekend as it pertains to injuries and everything else we find in between, in the meantime, Matthew Barry, TMR on all forms of social media, including TikTok, except <laughs> for the Fantasy Life app. He is just at Matthew Barry. Correct. She is Stefania underscore ESPN on Twitter and at Stefania B87. I wonder if I have Instagram. any followers on TikTok yet. Hang on for a second. Have you I put any I content po- I posted there? No th- I po- well, posted then. absolutely nothing. It would be you? entirely about. It's going to be awesome when you have like six followers. <laughs> I don't have. I still don't. It's, it doesn't look like I have any followers yet. Zero? Come on, at Matthew Berry TMR on TikTok. Come on, you people. So some are saying it's the most exhilarating it, account. Oh, it's yeah. electric too, but it's yeah. exhilarating. It's one of the best accounts on TikTok <laughs> right now. Go follow all that. the Matthew content. Berry, no profile. Yeah, I have no. I have no videos. No followers. No following. I'm not liking anyone. <laughs> this podcast is right back on Monday as always. Talk to you guys then. Peace out. A Langford fan for life Chargers are off to a terrible start But that won't change his mind Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat He's the one to blame He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> Wow, it it works fast. You you should probably call me back. GEICO, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.